is back. Gary Brackett, fingertip control and taken off. Still going before Light forces him out. Wait till you see this athletic play by Gary Brackett. Gary Brackett might be the smallest middle linebacker in the NFL, but he is a terrific hitter. Of course, he's very fast, and he shows you how athletic he is by making this interception. The Houston Colt or Houston Texans who are looking at third and eight. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. Podcasters, coach fans, sports fans. I am honored and privileged to have this gentleman here. With me, he author, entrepreneur, Super Bowl champ, and being from where I'm from, I was going for both teams, but world, I have Mr. Gary Brackett on the other end. Welcome to Why Not Sports. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no problem. No problem. Thank you for taking time and being on the show. So... I just wanted to just let the world know that you were a walk-on at Rutgers and you were undrafted back in 2003. So most of, well, not most of us, but like me, I was able to get a scholarship. I knew what I was going into. For you, where did your love for sports come into play? Oh, man, that's easy. Um, I grew up in, um, I was really from Camden, New Jersey, and then I moved out of Camden and went to Glassboro. I had three older brothers, one younger sisters, and, you know, we, we grew up in a time when there wasn't social media, right? So mm, right. It, it, it was go outside and, and throw a ball out there and, you know, <laughs> we'll stay out there for eight, ten hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Until, so our parents, my father would whistle. With the signal us it was time to come back home so that was kind of it man so you know it was just something that we did you know just the past time but you know being a competitor is something that you you just grew to love just because every different sport you know uh demands a different type of athletic ability mm-hmm. um, really mental ability so i feel like you know m- mastering that in the backyard with my brother and then have an opportunity, obviously, take that and, and get a scholarship and, and go to the NFL, man. It's just really um, a gift that I feel like I got that I really, you know, uh, n- natured and, and, and took as far as I could take it. And you did that. So my listeners, though, they like, 
you know, why Rutgers? Was it close to your house? Was it something that you had to go to Rutgers? Like, why that school compared to any other school? Yeah, so the crazy part, I, I didn't have a lot of um, opportunities, right? You, you mentioned that I was a walk-on. Um, so they did have this program at Rutgers where I was kind of a recruited walk-on. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. the, the team knew about me. Um, they were able to get me in a, a different program um, before I started to walk on on the football team. Mm-hmm. So they were the only ones that really gave me opportunity. I had I had smaller schools. Gotcha. It's funny in Glassboro, uh, Rowan University is D three school. Mm-hmm. Uh, been in some championship games, and you know they were flirting like in high school. You know we we had a small school, so I'm I'm playing every position. Right. So, uh, at college, they like, hey man, you could be a running back, you could be the rover linebacker. I'm like, oh man, two way player, you know, like Charlie. <laughs> like, uh, but I was like, man, ain't nobody in college go two ways. So, um, and and then you know, just the opportunity to play D one ball, I, I couldn't, I couldn't pass that up. So for the world, so I'm glad y'all heard GB Mr. Bracket say D one ball. No disrespect to the other divisions, but it's something about that. Title, something that's stamped to your name, Division One, goes a long way. So, thank you for confirming the same thing I've been telling my listeners that hey, it, it, it just it, it just helps you see where you stand when it comes to the level of competition. Yeah, you, you want to play against the best, right? Yes. I mean, we all probably think highly of ourselves. Um, we're all we're probably the man where we grew up with. But when you go to Division One, man, you know everyone's talented, right? You know, every- scored 30 touchdowns on their high school team mm-hmm. right a bunch of catches a bunch of tackles but when you go to division one it's just a great equalizer and you know you're playing the best of the best and 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 those that prepare and um will, will kind of rise to the top right 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 so that story just that's not even talking about your nfl start so it's like for me, it's kind of like like you kind of alluded to, like, hey, I, the, the passion of the game, the love for the game helps you overcome, you know, that maybe that thought of not being able to make it D1, let alone start and playing. Now, here it is, NFL, three or four years later. When did you know you had a chance to even get the opportunity and then once you found out you were going to be or that you didn't get drafted, what helped you prevail to where you was like, yo, I'm going to make sure I give myself an opportunity like I did back when I was in college? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think it's one, I, I just believe not having any regrets in life. So in college, I had an opportunity to work full time actually on, um, on Wall Street okay. with a financial banker firm. And after I did it for a day, I uh, came home and tried to work out. And I was like, man, this isn't it. Like, I, I just don't have nothing left <laughs> after the commute. You know what I'm saying? And right. I was like, hey, you know what? I'm broke. I've been broke my whole life. Being broke for a little bit longer ain't really going to hurt me too much. Right. So I told the uh, the boss, I called him the next day, like, look, man, I, I got this chance at football. And I just I just want to give it everything I got and be prepared. So when we have our combine, our pro day at our school, I, I could do the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, he didn't really understand. He didn't really think I was that good. <laughs> he was just like, man, good luck, right? And I just worked out so hard to to give myself the opportunity 
to kind of get there. And and you're right, it was very discouraging not getting drafted. Although uh, my college team was not that good, so I didn't really expect to get drafted. But for me, I just wanted a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a chance um, to prove myself. Right. And and then you you tell me if if I can't play on this level or not. Because, you know, in division at the Big East, when I played at Rutgers, we were playing the Miamis, Boston Colleges. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm balling, right? We getting blown out, but, but I'm balling. So I was just like, man, I can compete with these boys. So um, that's all I want was a chance to kind of show that I could compete. And I, and I got that chance with Indianapolis. And uh, nine years later, um, you know, I, I proved myself. Not only did you prove yourself, you are one of the few to be able to play with one team. Yes. That's rare. So salute and congratulations to that. And earlier at the show, I had played a clip and it was uh, one of your plays where you intercept the pass or the ball from some might argue the goat. Uh, He plays for the Patriots still, Mr. Tom Mm -hmm. Brady. So, how was your preparation going against an elite? I guess I guess I answered my own question, but just to hear from you, because you obviously played with another great quarterback in Peyton Manning. But how was your preparation for the game when you knew you was going against the Tom Brady's of the world? Man, I think um, anytime what, what people don't really realize about football is that you play football from the neck up. And so many people look at football as this physical, brutal game, and which it is, and and they think that oh, any any dumb jock, athletic dude can go out there and play. Right. And it may be the case in high school, right? Less the case in college, but in the NFL, that is not the case. Like you have to be intelligent and 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 have that ability to prepare to be able to be successful. Mm. So for me, preparation really started. On that, you know, after we won a loss on Sunday, we kind of let that sunk in. Mm-hmm. But Monday morning when I woke up, it was time to go to work. Right. And it was, you know, training my body, um, making sure I got treatment. Um, mentally, it was breaking down game film, you know, section by section, first down plays, second down plays, third and long, third and short, run game, pass game, red zone. So every section of the game I dissected and then we came up with a game plan. And I had to thoroughly understand the game plan because as the captain, as a middle linebacker, I had to be the one that's barking the orders there on game day. So that's something that a lot of people think you just go up there, you play, see ball, right? <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's, it's a business and you taking your job seriously. And that preparation, man, would really pay dividends, right? All game long, right? If, if you watch film for probably 10, 12 hours, do mm-hmm. watch so it, one play it comes down to, right? And you every Sunday in the NFL, the, the game's probably going to go down to one play. And mm-hmm. you get the opportunity to make that play if you were prepared. Right. And, and in my case, on that in, interception, I knew that he favored throwing it to the seam route. I knew that his tight end was one of his favorite targets, right? <laughs> so, and I also knew that at my position, I'm taught to go 10 to 12 yards and the hook curl flat, right? Mm. And I in the 12 yards, I'm not going to be able to go get that interception. So I told myself, gee, go a little bit deeper. Right? Go a little bit deeper. And that allowed me to go that one or two yards, right? Game of inches allowed me to be able to jump up, catch the ball, bobble it, and interception that was really game changing for that play. So 
I think um, and, and and how your listeners can use that, utilize that. It's just like so many opportunities in life. There's these written rules, right? Mm-hmm. Or a lot of us live within our comfort zone, right? But right. if we're gonna be great, if we're ever gonna accomplish something, right? Our success lies outside of our comfort zone. Right. So and it may just be an inch. It may be five inches. It may be, you know, a couple feet. But whatever that is, you got to reach outside your comfort zone if you if you're going to want to be sex successful and if you're going to want to be special. And I want to say far as special, you are far as being only supporting why not sports and being on this show. But my co-host, everybody know him as my dog, everybody's dog, Big Roy. He played at UTEP, uh, linebacker, so he wanted me to tell you hello. And from linebacker to linebacker, he just said he appreciates you and what you brought to the game as a linebacker. So I don't know. I didn't play football, but, yeah, he wanted me to tell you that. So far special, he was definitely excited to have you on uh, on our platform. So thank you again for that. Yep, not a problem. So now I, I got to talk about this. So you win the Super Bowl. So, as I told you, I'm from Gary, Indiana. I played high school ball in Chicago. Mom, a lot of my family is in Indianapolis. So, I was going to win either or, whether the (laughs) Bears won or the Colts won. So, for those first-time listeners that just don't know what I'm talking about, so the Colts played against the Bears, yeah, in the Super Bowl, yeah, and uh, I was in the middle, but I had uh, I had a Bears hat on with a Peyton Manning jersey on. So I'm just being honest. So either way, but how was that moment? How was that experience for you at the biggest stage, knowing that millions and millions of people were watching? Yeah, I think um, we, we'd always say it's a, it's a regular season game with the whole world watching. Hmm. <laughs> So for us, again, it's just our whole lives. You know, as I was a kid, I dreamed about being in the Super Bowl, you know, being on that stage and winning. Right. That, that's kind of why you play the game to get to the to the pinnacle and to win that championship. Mm-hmm. So while we're there. Right. And, and we had seasons before that we had better teams. Um, but with that team during that moment, um, given the magnitude of it. Like we just we just willed ourselves to win that game, mm-hmm. and and as you well know, it didn't start off pretty, right? Devin <laughs> Hester, um, and and all week all the starters, right? We was like, man, don't kick it to this dude. Like I don't care what y'all thinking. But the special teamers are like, nah, like we, we players too. Like he bleeds just like us, right? Nah, kick that man the ball. I'm like, all right, I don't yep. really advise we kick it to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he took it so to the house. Oh, he take it to the crib, <laughs> right? Straight the gate. So we down seven zero. Right. And uh, after then, it's like, all right, man, nobody said it was going to be easy. Let's go get it. So we just hunkered down, um, you know, played some good ball. I was able to create some turnovers and and really sealed the game with an interception by Kelvin Hayton. And that was it, man. But it's 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 you know, it's amazing um, because so many people um, look at their their journey and they they identify one moment that's going to be like, oh, that's that's my pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And when get there, like I'm good. And what I realized, not only after the moment, oh great, winning the Super Bowl, it was a huge accomplishment. But what I appreciated the most was the journey. Mm. 
the nose and the weight room and the wind sprints and the not giving up and the playing through injuries and all that stuff. And then even after the game, winning the pinnacle, what I realized is that really successful people, you know, they don't have pinnacles. Their, their pinnacle isn't until they're loaming, you know what I'm saying, six feet deep um, in the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole journey that continues. And what I realize is that in our lives, it's just not one mountaintop. There's many mountaintops that just happened to be one. And now I have other mountains that I want to climb. And I kind of view my life like that, not thinking that, wow, I'm going to get to one mountaintop and then that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Like I worked up to this point. Nah, it's going to be multiple mountaintops that you have to reach. Um, so just get your mind and be prepared for that. And I think you'll be better off. And that mindset not only better off, but it paid off because now I want to talk more of the entrepreneur side. Mm. You're an author. You're a businessman. So the book, I want to start off with that one. So you are an author. The title of the book is winning from walk on to captain in football and life. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I, it was crazy. Um, and obviously, you, you touched on a little bit um, being a walk on um, at Rutgers University, then being an undrafted rookie with the Indianapolis Colts. But that that didn't really um, that that wasn't all of my struggle or uh, all of my progress. I, I also my first year um, lost my father, my mother, and my brother. In about an eighteen-month span, um, my first and second year in the NFL, and it, it's amazing how much you take for granted, right? Your parents or your loved ones, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you don't realize how special and how valuable life is mm-hmm. until it's gone. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had the, that realization. Once I lost three of my most important people in my life in a very short period of time. So currently, man, I just really value life and I value relationships and I value being able to share my story and give my testimony. Because when I was playing, so many people would write in and tell me that my story of continue to go on throughout the, uh, with the deaths of my loved ones inspired them to go on. Because mm-hmm. so many people deal with tragedy in some very different way. Right. Uh, so an update to this, and I, I, and I don't know, um, I don't know if you did deep enough in your research, but um, this is awesome, man. This is all God. But uh, my book is actually, um, we're actually pitching my book to get made into a movie, um, and we actually have a website. Bracket that movie um, is the website. Just bracket that movie, and there's a trailer. We actually got a trailer. We got a script. Um, so I'm in discussions currently now to make my my book into an actual um, movie. So um, that's just amazing. And I, and I think it's going to help um, a lot of people. Just inspirational tales. Somebody who just didn't give up. Powerful. So, wow. To answer your question, I did a lot of research, but I did not find that one. You know, but <laughs> but I will say I'm glad you was able to share that exclusive information here on Why Not Sports, and and that's huge. And when people say author, how does that how does that make you feel? Is it like, oh, I mean, is it? Because some people don't still feel like they're an author. 
You, you know what's crazy? Um, I, I think in our minds, everything is difficult until you do it, then it becomes easy. Mm. So before writing a book, I would always think I wanted to write a book and people would tell me I should write a book. But I'm like, man, like I, I ain't read my first book legit to like sophomore, <laughs> junior year in college, right? So I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Dumb, dumb, like, dumb jocks. Said, you, Stop you judging know, us, world. I promise it's not that bad. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? I I, I compare. I, you know, I can read a couple pages, skip around a little bit, right. do what I need to do to pass my test. Um, but it, it just wasn't in my DNA. I didn't get raised like that, right? So for me, actually writing a book, going through the process, and just realizing, like, man, it, it's like anything else. It's it's a process. It's it's systems. And once you learn, learn those systems, um, they're just something that could be replicated. So I'm actually working on my second book now. Mm. Uh, and about, you know, obviously, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. Yes, sir. Yep. Being a restaurateur now, being involved in the restaurant industry. My next book is about to be how to become successful in the restaurant business, um, which is extremely volatile. Um, but I'm going to give the six uh, P, the profitability in the restaurant industry. So excited about that. Actually working on that currently. Um, I meet with my writers on Monday to kind of um, get started and hopefully it'll be out in uh, March. That's kind of our, our deadline. Hey, world. Y'all, 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 I'm telling y'all, y'all need to understand I'm honored. And this gentleman right here has taken time out of his schedule and making big moves. So please make sure you guys follow him here. Give you his social media tags in a minute. So for those listeners like, okay, what restaurant? Where is he at? World, Indianapolis, Indiana. The franchise is Stack Pickle. Stack Pickle franchise uh, throughout the city and is constantly growing. And I look forward to personally real soon mr gb told me himself that i'm invited and i get to meet him personally so i'm just saying (laughs) anytime my brother anytime see i told y'all i'm humble for the opportunities and shout out to yb connector mr youngblood was uh the gentleman that actually um was able to uh, give me the lead to be able to link and talk with Gary Brackett so I'm definitely want to give him a, a shout out as well and and for the listeners also if you really put forth the work and people really see your grind you never know who uh, path um, you might be able to cross and who can help you along um, the journey so just continue to put forth that work be genuine and go from there so entrepreneurship you got the restaurant chain in stack pickle why sports bar why did you decide to go in that industry? Yeah, for me, um, I always wanted to figure out a way to monetize my brand. You okay. build a brand by playing professional sports. And a lot of times people leave the game and it just fizzles out. And, you know, they struggle with transitioning. For me, one, I wanted to figure out a way to monetize my brand. Restaurants gave me the ability to do that. But I realized quickly that, you know, your name might bring them in, but you have to have great customer service, great food, great quality to keep them coming back. Right. Second, I think our whole lives, we've been given a playbook and execute this playbook and you're going to be successful. Well, I found restaurants were the same thing, that there was a playbook to success. Mm. And that's what I'm going to be sharing in my second book. So I think that's something that could be scalable, that could be, you know, you could replicate it. Um, that's another awesome reason. 
And thirdly, what I found out was that restaurants are the ultimate team sport. Mm. Like when you walk inside of a restaurant, everyone has to be on the same page in order for their guests to have a positive um, customer experience. Mm-hmm. And that communication, our, our GMs, our head coaches, you know, they instruct the team, the back of the house. They have to make sure they prepared enough food so they don't run out of anything. Mm-hmm. Right? They have to make sure they have their specs in order. Um, the front of the house has to be aware of what specials are, of what's going on, and what we're focusing on. The hostess has to understand what what kind of parties that we have for today, mm-hmm. right? And this whole notion that we talked about earlier on how success favors the prepared, and I think you know being prepared, um, being in an industry where it kind of is fruitful, um, I just really enjoyed that. And and my mom, bless her heart, but she would always told us told me um, and the rest of my brothers and sisters that the greatest among us will serve. And Mm. the restaurant industry gives me the ability to serve and give back to the community. Servant leadership. That's it, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. And just going back to your service and being a servant, I know you are active in the community, uh, especially in Indianapolis. And I know we spoke about this yesterday as far as just your impact in the city and especially having the heart for the children of the Riley Children Hospital in Indianapolis. And if you can just let the world know in more depth of why you are active in the community as much as you are and how did Riley Children Hospital have a special uh, place in your heart? Yeah, sure. Like I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> uh, my mom, my dad, my brother all passed in 18 months. My brother, he was diagnosed with T-cell neuroblastular leukemia. So it was a form of deadly cancer that affects the stomach. Um, my brother, um, he was like my first hero, right? Other than my parents. Um, we looked a lot of like same build, same athletic prowess, um, but he was three years older, right? So um, essentially when he turned 21, I turned 21. Right. So um, for your listeners, they'll figure that out. They get a little chuckle. But um, but my brother was diagnosed with cancer. And then I was um, selected to be his bone marrow transplant. Um, and at the time, second season in the NFL, still hadn't quite made it, still fighting for a job. But my brother was dying. So mm-hmm. I went to Dungeon's office and asked him if I could leave uh, for the weekend and go give my brother a bone marrow transplant. And course he allowed me so when i was in the hospital i saw so many kids affected by the disease and it it just really opened my eyes because before that moment 21 22 23 i've never experienced cancer Mm -hmm. i've never with cancer so it really just opened my eyes to the need and i just always thought like man if i could give back to any area it'd be this 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 cancer or critically and chronically illnesses so we did that um man my foundation is actually coming up on his 10 year anniversary wow very proud of that and in addition to that and this is this is what really special and this is what really leaving legacy is about man our foundation has helped over two hundred thousand residents in the state of indiana nice uh, so when you're talking about you know your why and what you do what you do and and who you affect and your impact right um it, it, it's funny you know i, I want to go down to history I want people to remember my name and remember my impact and not because of necessarily my accolades or accomplishments, but what I was able to do for our humanity. 
Mm. And and thank you, thank you for just for the city and and as being a former athlete because it's a it's still a lot of work that needs to be done. It's still a lot of people that need mentors, a lot of people that need financial advisors, and for you to to be solid and to make that transition is very very important. I want to thank you, and I'm not that's not even including that you are a family man. That's for a whole another day, for a whole another time, but. I just personally want to thank you, GB, Mr. G, Gary Brackett, so for just just being able to bless my platform and for those that are interested in knowing more about you, if you can just give your social handles, give the website, give where they can find any and everything that pertains to you and your brand, you got the floor. All right, appreciate that. Well, um. My restaurant, stackpickle.com, is where you can find our locations. And uh, also, we're offering franchises. So if you're interested in franchising, you can also reach out to us. My personal brand, um, you can find us on garybracket.com. I also give keynote speeches around the country. Um, Instagram, I'm Gary Bracket. Twitter, I'm Gary Bracket 58 And also, I discussed earlier the movie. It's a trailer on the website, bracket.movie. Go on and check that out and let us know what you think. I'm definitely excited about um, that project and getting that funded so we can uh, bring it out so you guys can see it. All right, y'all. Y'all make sure y'all follow. Please follow. Please follow. Please subscribe. Check out the restaurant because I'm going to do it real soon. So, again, Mr. Gary, I appreciate your time, brother. I really do. Thank you for blessing me during this 2018 year just to help me give me the confidence to let me know that I can reach out to great people such as yourself and actually collaborate with and, and see what's to come. So that really is something humbly for me to keep keep my fuel burning and keep me going. So thank you. No problem, man. You have blessing. Yes, sir. So world, hey, man, the big homie, I'm out. It is the holiday season, so I got things to do people to see so to reach me personally on twitter and instagram is at isdmurf email me isdmurf at yahoo.com you can also find the show on most platforms including iHeartRadio as well as spotify hey y'all i appreciate y'all until next time until next week keep grinding keep the faith keep